some things shouldn't be transparent, like stop signs. But what you pay for should always be clear, like Hiller's true transparency pricing, always clearly itemized and never any hidden fees. Because you have the right to know what you're paying for. For more information, visit happyhiller.com slash true transparency pricing. Happy you'll be of the services free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. Zone's non-stop sports talk continues with a look at Nashville's teams and at news around the nation from the lead writer of 1045thezone.com. This is the Big Six. The Big Six with Jason Martin. Presented by Renters Warehouse. And here we go. Straight up, 6 o'clock-ish by my watch means it's time for the one and only Big Six here on 104.5 The Zone on a Friday. Another scorcher in the Music City. I'm Jason Martin. I'm on Twitter at jmartzone. You can find me there. You can read me at 1045thezone.com slash big6blog where I'm blessed enough to serve as editor-in-chief. As a matter of fact, I'm blessed beyond measure, all reasonable and otherwise in so many walks of my life. I hope you recognize that you are as well. Hope this finds you and yours doing exceedingly well in your life also. We got Murphy Fair coming up next segment to talk high school football as you're probably on your way to some of the big matchups tonight. We'll get you all set for those. I want to talk about Jared Goff before the end of the show. I want to talk about the Titans and the Browns, certainly, before the end of the show. I don't want to talk about Packers Bears last night because of how boring that football game actually was and preseason and all of those kinds of things and luckily I don't have to do that if you go to 1045zone.com slash big six blog right now you'll see a piece that I wrote a little bit earlier this afternoon and I would like to officially welcome and congratulate the new president owner master commander, whatever superlative you want to place on it, I want to introduce Raiders president, Mr. Big Chess. Congratulations to Antonio Brown, now in charge of the Oakland Raiders organization, because this is a wrap, folks. You cannot do what Antonio Brown did and get away with it not once, not twice, not thrice, but over and over and over and over and over again. Different incidents every time. With the latest being certainly the most egregious. After being fined and putting that letter, which was sent to him privately on Instagram and saying the devil is a liar and going after the organization that's paying you all this guaranteed money after you worked your way out of Pittsburgh, who looks smarter by the day, you threatened the general manager of the franchise, said that you would punch him, kick the football, or punted it across the room. Folks, do you realize, and I don't know that you do, do you know that Vontez Perfect actually pulled Antonio Brown back and told him to check himself during this altercation on Wednesday, during this melee, or this near melee, this fracas? Vontez Perfect. A couple weeks ago, I actually laid out all the fines that Vontez Perfect has gotten in his career for unsportsmanlike conduct and dirty hits back when he was a Cincinnati Bengal. 
One of those hits was to Antonio Brown. It's a hit that some actually say might have knocked a screw loose in his head and have led to what we have seen from him. So Antonio Brown does this after the helmet fiasco and then the helmet fiasco part two. After trench foot inside a cryogenic chamber overseas that peeled all the skin off the bottom of his feet. After sitting down with Jeff Darlington back in March with ESPN prior to the move that sent him to Oakland saying that if somebody wants him to play, they're going to play by his rules. Yesterday, it was reported that the Raiders had suspended Antonio Brown. A week ago Sunday, Mike Mayock said he's either all in or all out. Meanwhile, John Gruden didn't say anything negative about Antonio Brown. And now, after all of this, after the incidents of the past couple of days, the response from the Oakland Raiders this afternoon, and Gruden in particular, was he'll suit up and play on Monday. Went from suspended yesterday to some speculating he would never play for the Raiders organization to he'll suit up against Denver. We understand that talent is going to win out in most cases. But at what cost to your own dignity? Because in this moment, in this decision today, the Oakland Raiders organization self-castrated itself and took those rusty scissors after the fact and handed them to someone who calls himself Mr. Big Chest. What has he learned from this other than I can do whatever I want, whenever I want, because I'm that good a wide receiver, no one's going to say anything about it. The general manager doesn't have any power, which I think we already knew if we were paying any attention. That's why he got the job in the first place, so he could play yes man to John Gruden. We just didn't realize he was going to play yes man to Antonio Brown. And ultimately, we didn't realize John Gruden was also going to play yes man to Antonio Brown because the only thing that John Gruden cares about is winning football games. Again, at what cost? What I wrote in my story or in my piece at the Big Six blog this afternoon, I went to Philadelphia last weekend for a wedding and packed. And I am a notorious overpacker. I'm the guy who fills the suitcase and I, you know what? I actually think about it. Too. I said, you know what? I'm not going to overpack this time. I'm going to have space. I'm going to have space if I want to buy something up there, whatever it is. So I get to it and I'm like, oh yeah, I can easily close the suitcase. And then I realize I haven't put any of my toiletries in. And then the big thing, I haven't put my shoes in the bag. You ever realize how much space shoes take? And then you think, well, I probably need at least two different pairs in case I'm wearing jeans one night or something to that effect. Then you try to figure out, well, which ones are going to take up the most space in my bag? I'll wear those and look like a moron on the flight. I am a notorious overpacker. I would be the guy you would see in the old cartoons or in the old comic strips that would be sitting on the suitcase to zip it. But the main reason that I overpack one bag is so I don't have to take three. Because carrying three bags is cumbersome, annoying, and obnoxious. I'd almost rather pay to send that other one and check it as opposed to trying to carry more than one bag. Folks, Antonio Brown 
might be the best luggage you can buy, the most appealing, those wheels roll like nobody's business, everything else. It might be phenomenal. But Antonio Brown, you can't just buy the Antonio Brown luggage as one piece. You can't just buy the 21 or the 22 or the walkabout spinner or whatever. You've got to buy it all. It's not a one-bag package. It's not a three-bag package. It's not a five-bag package. It's not a 10-bag package. It's literally every piece of luggage that exists in whatever the store it is that you're looking at. Even if you have the money to buy it, in this case, the Raiders did, how much of it can you really carry without tripping over, falling all over the place, and making everyone else around you miserable. I want to carry one bag. Even if I overfill it a little bit, I just want to carry one. I don't even know if I have the storage space for all of Antonio Brown on one airplane. Not just in the overhead bins either. I'm talking about in the full-on luggage compartments. How many bags can you check? Antonio Brown is carrying around the biggest amount of baggage we've ever seen at the wide receiver position. Ladies and gentlemen, do you have any idea of what I am saying right now? People are now defending Terrell Owens because of how bad this dude's act has become. Two weeks ago, I asked you, when does accumulation, even if the incidents aren't that serious, when does accumulation become a major red flag and a concern for you as it relates to a football player, an athlete, or anybody else in any walk of life? How many things do you have to do before you say it's always something with this guy? It's always something with this person. Especially when there is no punitive punishment whatsoever for what they're doing because their talent is so outrageous. That's where we are with Antonio Brown. We are fully in, I wouldn't put it past him territory as it relates to Mr. Big Chess. And the Raiders are going to play him on Monday because he might win them football games. I know that's what you're in business to do. Let's just remind ourselves that dignity does count for something. He's going to play great on Monday. Mark my words. The next thing that's going to happen with Antonio Brown is he's going to go after Derek Carr. He and Ben Roethlisberger couldn't get along, which, look, I've heard that about Roethlisberger for a long time. But he's gone out of his way to continually take shots at Roethlisberger even after being gone from the team for months. Even after Roethlisberger tried to say nice things about him. I don't even think John Gruden wants Derek Carr to be his quarterback. Derek Carr is nowhere near the player that Ben Roethlisberger is. What in the world do you think that this dude who threw that Hall of Fame two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback under the bus is going to do to Derek Carr in 2019 with a sub-500 Raiders team. They have lit a powder keg on fire inside that locker room. They might win a couple of games. They won't win a Super Bowl like this. They may end up destroying this franchise. And Mike Mayock, I hope NFL Network will still hire you, my friend, because I would put in that letter of resignation today because everyone knows you are feckless and you have absolutely zero authority. There is no general manager in the world 
I don't care where it is, not even in sports, there is no one with the name manager. You know, like the third key at like a mall kiosk? That dude has more direct authority than you do over the Oakland freaking Raiders. Quit that job. Walk away while you still you know. You know what? It's too late. The dignity is gone because Gruden has more power than you. He wanted Antonio Brown to play, so Antonio Brown's going to play. And Antonio Brown has more power than both of you put together. It's embarrassing. Absolutely embarrassing. 615-737-1045 is our telephone number. Let's go to Mike in Nashville. He's up first here on the Big hey, Six. Hey, Mike, how are you? Hey, how you doing tonight? Good. Uh, I just wanted to say that, you know, yesterday you had, I think it was you had a gentleman on there that used to be the uh, general manager for Houston. Uh, I uh, didn't. I, I, yeah, that was Charlie Castle. He was on with 3 Okay. All right. Well, he was basically saying, you know, that, uh, usually the head coaches handle these type of things. And I think we've got a chain of command issue. We all knew uh, AB was going to be a handful, but I really think they would have been a lot better off letting Gruden handle him in all phases. You know, um, and you're right, boy, he better come out Sunday and, and do something special with the quarterback that's not even near as good as what he had. Uh, he, he's got enough of a challenge worrying about that, much less causing all these other issues that he's doing because he's not going to have Ben Roethlisberger, you know, standing in the pocket to the last second, you know, two seconds past the last second in the pocket, and all of a sudden the ball comes flying out. That's not going to happen with Carr. And no. then, then, then what's then what he going to do, flip out about that? You that, know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I appreciate the phone call, Rich. That's that's the thing. Look at how good he had it compared to where he is now, and then look at his mental acuity and his mental stability right now compared to a couple of seasons ago in Pittsburgh. You think this is going to go well with that quarterback and all of the other mess that surrounds that franchise? This is going to be. An unmitigated disaster. A Hindenburg-level disaster is what's going to take place in Oakland. And they brought it on themselves because some people can't resist the urge to make bad decisions. You see that shiny toy and you want that shiny toy and you just don't realize you don't have the room for it, the space for it, the time for it. I've done it. I've done it in the past few years. Yeah. Let me get a Nintendo Switch. I'm going to play that thing a lot. Or it's just going to sit there. Once in a while, I pull it out just so I don't feel that ridiculous about owning it. That time has passed in my life. This isn't just wasting time. This is wasting millions and millions of guaranteed dollars. You had to cut another guy off the roster like Keelan Doss. If you watched Hard Knocks, Keelan Doss was... Very popular and local. They end up cutting him. He's a receiver they could have still had. I'm not saying he's better than Antonio Brown. Of course not. But Antonio Brown destroying your franchise when you weren't going anywhere with him? Like, maybe you go to the playoffs. Maybe. I don't even think that. Not in that division. How many times has a wide receiver won somebody a Super Bowl? Seriously. Just think about that. Murphy Fair is up next. Big Six, 104.5 The Zone. Zone.
Welcome back. Welcome back to the Big Six here on 104.5 The Zone. Jason Martin on Twitter at jmartzone with you. A little war on drugs, a little nothing to find. We're brought to you by Renters Warehouse, dedicated to helping homeowners benefit from the rental boom by renting their homes the easy way. Renters Warehouse, you can't buy happiness, but you can rent it. If you're on your way to high school football, we've got the man. We've got Murphy Fair with us. Murphy, where are you tonight? I am in 820 town. You know where I'm talking about? No, uh, Watertown. Hey, you get an A for history or geography today. How are yeah. you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty well. Um, you know, there's some fun matchups tonight, but I wanted to give you a chance to talk about this off the top. Canning County forfeits last year. They win 20 to seven. Uh, 26 game losing streak comes to an end last week. That's just good, and it shows a lot of perseverance. I think on their part. Well, it does, and it really sits well with me since I live in Canning yes. County. Yes. And, uh, uh, and, and just in case anyone's listening, I did not pay you to uh, go no. in the direction. No, I, I, I pay attention here, Murph. But it is a neat story. It is a neat story. Uh, uh, Second-year second year coach Matt Daniel has returned home uh, after coaching in Georgia for a while. He wore the Canning County uniform himself about 10 years ago. Uh, maybe a little less than that, but nonetheless, uh, the kids are working hard, and uh, and that's all you can ask for. Uh, community support has been very strong throughout most of this situation, and consequently, uh, it paid some huge dividends last week. Not necessarily so much solely that they broke the streak, but they did it against the 6A club. And I understand uh, Warren County is a team that's uh, in a bit of a rebuilding uh program themselves with coach Turner over there uh as a matter of fact uh uh they're struggling right now trying to trying to get a mark although they did defeat I think DeKalb County a couple of weeks ago uh but nonetheless uh, uh, uh a huge a huge momentum builder for Canning County uh and uh, they're playing Sequatchie County tonight it'll be a tough regional mm-hmm. opponent for them uh, but nonetheless they got the monkey off their back and somebody else has got that long losing streak now all right, so you're in Watertown. This is the defending Region 4-2A champion, the Purple Tigers, and it's their nemesis. This is arch-rival territory. It's Trousdale County. This is a big one right here. This ought to be a fun game that you're watching tonight. Well, absolutely. This should be for the regional championship, and that's no disrespect to uh, other teams in that particular region, but that's who the coaches voted, number one and number two, was Trousdale and Watertown. These two teams split. Last year, Watertown won the regular season game early in the season like this one by a single point. I think it was 21-20, 22-21. But then Mm -hmm. Trousdale came back in the quarterfinals and won by a touchdown. So uh, two pretty evenly matched teams, two teams that had pretty good senior representation last year. Uh, So obviously we're going to see a lot of sophomores and juniors and inexperienced seniors uh, to a certain extent in the lineup for both squads tonight. But the way the people are ro- uh, rolling in uh, ought to be a very well-attended game. And it's one of those border wars, a Wilson County team against Trousdale County. Uh, these teams, though, did not have a, a long history of playing each other in years past. Uh, but nonetheless, I think it ought to be a great ball game. That's why I'm here. Blackman, they started out with two just very, very tough opponents. Uh, they clearly wanted to be battle-tested. And battle tested, they're going to be, but they've got an offer in the win column. I don't think that it's time to panic if you're a Blackman fan, even though maybe this isn't the way you wanted to start your year. But you just can't ask for. 
for a two tougher opponents in a row than the ones that they faced. What do you think the state of the Blaze program is right now? Well, I think they're okay. And the thing about it is they didn't get blown out by Alcoa or Raven. Right. Uh, they, they were in there nose-to-nose from beginning to end. I mean, you take that uh, first play from scrimmage when Ravenwood scored on a 60-plus-yard pass play. That's the difference in the ball game. They played them straight up after that. Uh, actually probably outscored them two or three points. But nonetheless, I don't think Kit Hart feels ready to panic. He knows uh, that other teams in that region, Oakland and Riverdale in particular, uh, are going to be very, very tough opponents. Oakland's not number one in the state for nothing. Uh, and so when the when the Patriots roll around on the schedule after having faced teams like Ravenwood, number, one, uh, number two or three, I think, in 6A, and Alcoa, number one in 3A, uh, they won't be shell shocked. It's just another team on the on the schedule, and uh, I think Blackman's okay right now. They've got a lot of talent on that team, offense and defense, and they'll be okay. I mean, a lot of teams would be zero and two after facing Alcoa and Ravenwood. No doubt, Murphy Fair, our guest here on the Big Six, as he is every Friday at this time. Macaulay and Brentwood. It's a it's about as good a matchup as you can get, uh, especially with the private schools. Two two and zero teams. This one, I think, is the Tennessee high school football game of the week as well. Just two absolute powerhouses. I think it could potentially go either way. It's going to be a heck of a game. Well, I agree. I agree, Jason. Ought to be an, uh, another outstanding one. Ron Crawford has uh, has proven himself at several different uh, venues. Uh, Ralph Potter, uh, likewise, at Macaulay, has done the same thing. Macaulay, a team that a lot of people think are are going to give Brentwood Academy all they want, maybe more than they want. Um, uh, it seems to be kind of a mixed vote between B.A. and Macaulay as to who's going to win Division II, AAA. Uh, but nonetheless, a lot of talent wouldn't be wouldn't be surprising to me at all if, uh, if I saw some college coaches if I were attending that ball game because there's talent on both sides of the field for sure. Another interesting one is Knox, Kath, and Ensworth. And I, I called Ensworth CPA last year. And that was a really young team that I remember saying during that broadcast, look, they weren't going to beat CPA, not last year, but there was a lot of talent on that field. There was a lot of things that you said, boy, they're going to get good once they have really kind of found their sea legs and grown just a little bit. And there is a ton of college talent on the field tonight in that matchup. Most of that ton of talent is literal. It's guys in the trenches who are pushing 300 pounds or more three or four of them who have major uh, SEC commitments or other Power Five conference commitments. But there's some of that on the Hensworth side, too. And that's uh, it's almost like a homecoming for Rock Batten, uh, the new head coach at Hensworth. He was there as an assistant before taking over the program at BGA. And I think he feels even more comfortable at Hensworth than he did when he was at BGA as the head coach. And uh, uh, there's some great talent on that side as well. I think the skill position war uh, is stronger on Ensworth's side, but the guys who uh, who get it all done up front at the point of contact, I think Knoxville Catholic rules in that department. But because of the skill position situation and the speed that that department brings to the Tiger lineup, uh, I think Ensworth probably wins that one by a couple of touchdowns. They really do. Not going to happen at TSU. Gallatin and Hillsboro. That's a bit of a story that kind of came out this week. There's some electrical problems that have moved that game back to Gallatin High School. 
give your thoughts on that one as well as Shelbyville and Page, two undefeated teams there matching up, which should be another good one. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna walk the gangplank and make a bold prediction. Yes, that's what we want, the, Murph. The green and gold wins at DSU. How about that? Wow. Since they're both green and gold, I think that's a safe bet. Yeah, well done. Uh, two pretty good teams, though. Two teams with great history uh, that have struggled some over the last few years, I might say. Although Hillsboro has gotten to the title game a time or two, uh, but what? Uh, uh, Coach Chad Watson has done at Gallatin in a short period of time. It's got uh, Green Wave people sounding ecstatic. They're so excited about maybe the fact that uh, uh, that the Green and Gold are, uh, are back to, to the form they were when Calvin Short was coaching there. Uh, I think you'll see uh, uh, a team, obviously, that looks like the Green Bay Packers. They've got the Green and Gold. They've got the same G on the side of their helmets. That'll be a little more exciting than last night's game was, and I think Gallatin has a great shot. Uh, of winning that one. It'll be interesting to see uh, how many people turn out for that one. I expect a good crowd. And then in the other game, uh, like you said, two really good football teams there. That's kind of a, a tough one to pick. Uh, Page, maybe a little bit of a surprise this year. They haven't been playing at the 5A level all that terribly long, like Shelbyville Central has, uh, but two really good coaches who uh, get the most out of both of their teams, and I think that one will go right down to the wire. I figure Page probably wins that one, but it just depends on who puts the ground on the who puts the ball on the ground or throws a pick or two. Uh, that could that could change things around very quickly. Murphy, it's always a pleasure. Enjoy that matchup tonight. We will catch up with you as usual again next Friday. Sounds like a plan, Jason. Have a great weekend. Appreciate it, you too. That is Murphy Fair. He's in Watertown. Now we go to Tom Duggan. He's also in Watertown. Watertown, Trousdale County. Big topic tonight on the Big Six. How are you, Tom? Hey, great, Jason. Doing great. And uh, talked to Murphy early this week. I knew he was going to be here, and I figured he'd have a lot of good to say about this game tonight. And uh, you know what, Jason? There's a lot of big games as region play opens around the state of Tennessee tonight, in particular the Mid-State. But Brownsdale uh, and Watertown has really blossomed into a great rivalry these last couple of years. They had two great matchups last year. Watertown goes up to the Creek Bank. You know, Trousdale hardly ever loses on the Creek Bank. Mm-hmm. And Watertown comes back two scores down in the fourth quarter. Keith Price came in, came, ran kind of a wildcat system, brought them back two scores late. They win it by a point. Then they meet at the state quarterfinals here in Watertown. It was a, a rainy, soggy mess here. Trousdale held Watertown's record-setting offense to just 73 yards that night as uh, Trousdale would prevail 15-8. to eight. They go on to play for the state championship. So, to be honest, Jason, both of these teams, come in here tonight with a bit of a chip on their shoulder. Watertown from losing that state quarterfinal game and Trousdale County, they just don't like to lose, period, but they especially don't like to lose on the Creek Bank. So a big showdown at Region 428. Folks in Hartsville and folks in Watertown both are saying, hey, tonight is the Region 428 championship. And, you know, it's just week one of region play, but they feel this strongly about tonight's game. And, uh, Jason, I'm happy to be here. We're going to have live coverage on DTC Sports. Folks out there that can't make it out to this ball game or maybe at another ball game that want to check in, they can log on to DTC3.tv. That's DTC, the number three, dot TV, and they'll see the screen there. It's a free web stream, and we'll have live coverage of the game. Coach Vance and myself will be going on the air here at about 645, and uh, 
we'll have a what should be just an absolutely great showdown tonight between these two teams. Yep, should be a good one. Once I get home, I will definitely be tuning into the stream, Tom. Enjoy that matchup tonight. I hope it's a classic. Thank you, Jason. We're looking forward to it. All righty, that is Tom Duggan. The website again is dtc3.tv, a free web stream. Tom Duggan, the coach Chris Vance, J.R. Smith, they really do a fantastic job. Check that out if you get the opportunity. When we come back, Titans-Browns. We'll preview it. Big 6, 104.5 The Zone. Zone. Welcome back. Glad to have you with us here on the program. Big Six, 104.5 The Zone. Thanks to Tom Duggan. Thanks to Murphy Fair. Just a reminder, following me tonight, stick with us here on The Zone. Football Friday night and Friday night finals. Chad Withrow will take you through the high school slate this evening. Some big-time games, some fun stuff, and they will have you covered there. Also, follow at Zone Scores. If you don't do that, that will keep you up to date as well through Twitter. It's also associated with those programs. So it's coming up on Sunday. Also, you know, I heard this yesterday. There were wall-to-wall phone calls, of course, about Antonio Brown. I wasn't on. Mac Talk debuted with uh, Coach Mack and Rhett Bryan. That was a lot of fun. Great hour. You can listen to that if you miss that podcast. That's up there as well, 1045thezone.com. Just look at the podcast link. You can find Mac Talk, and you can't get enough of listening to Mac Talk. But there was a question asked about, would the Titans get Antonio Brown if the Raiders let him go? You people have lost your minds. I would hope John Robinson would not even consider such a thing. I mean, it's not like the Titans are one wide receiver away from the Super Bowl. I'm sorry. I hate to burst burst your bubble there. But anyway, the Titans open up on Sunday against the Browns in Cleveland. Browns have the most hype of any team in this league because they talk a lot, and there's a lot of glitz on that team, especially adding Odell Beckham Jr. to Landry and Mayfield and a first-year head coach and Freddie Kitchens. and There's just a lot going on there. But here's my question for you. Mariota, what you got? I know what you don't got, Taylor Lewan, out for a month. And you're going to have Miles Garrett, and you're going to have Olivier Vernon to deal with. And you've got to hope, if you're a Titans fan, that Derrick Henry in this running game is going to be able to get something going early on and take some of this pressure off of eight. Because when he does have time, he can be pretty daggone good. He has more weapons, I would say, now than at any time with this franchise. Yes, Taewon Taylor left, and now he's a Brown. He's not going to tell him anything. Marcus Mariota's agent just got Jared Goff $132 million and the most guaranteed money in the history of the NFL. Marcus could be next in line. I'm not saying to make that money, but there couldn't possibly be more reasons for him to play his guts out. The thing about it, though, is Marcus Mariota's effort has never been his problem. If anything, maybe it's too much effort at inopportune times. But if the offensive line can keep him upright, which is, yes, a gigantic if, especially without Lawan, that's just unfortunate. There's nothing you can do about it. I know Lawan feels terrible about it. He'll come back from it, but it's a problem. But if you can keep him upright, you've got a chance. And then you think about the other side of the ball. Cleveland has so much receiving talent. To say this is going to be a challenge for the Titans secondary is a major understatement. Even if Odell Beckham Jr. is not 100%, he's going to play, and he's still going to cause issues. 
I know our own Blaine Bishop was on Ohio radio earlier today, and he was asked what his advice would actually be to Titans DBs and how they approach this matchup with the Browns on Sunday. And his response, pray. He knows. He knows better than all of us. You've got Beckham. You've got Landry. You've got David Njoku. And you've got a deadly accurate passer in Baker Mayfield. Mayfield and Kyler Murray at Oklahoma, two of the highest completion percentages, especially with how many attempts they had, that we have ever seen. Over 70% and right at 70% for those two guys during their Heisman seasons. We know what they're capable of. If you make Baker Mayfield uncomfortable in the pocket, it's not like Tom Brady where you can beat him the way we saw the Titans get the job done right here at Nissan Stadium last year. He can beat you on the move. I'm not saying he can run. I mean, he can. He's not like super quick, but he is athletic. But he can beat you on the move if need be through the air. That's what scares you here. If you heard my final predictions on Wednesday, I went 8-8 eight and eight for the Titans, but with a division title. I've got him in the playoffs at 8-8. Eight and eight. I'm not saying this is a must-win game because that's insanity. But because I see the Browns competing for a wild-card spot with Pittsburgh actually winning that division, winning the AFC North, that's going to mean these tie breaks are going to matter a ton. And 8-8, eight and eight, if I'm predicting that, that is razor thin. Very rarely is that going to win a division. So if I'm wrong about that being good enough to win the division, then 8-8 eight and eight could maybe still be a wild card. Maybe you have to get to 9-7. and seven, But you've got to beat the teams that are going to be competing in those same tie breaks with you. One of those may well, and in my opinion, will be the Cleveland Browns, which makes this a big game, and it makes it a statement game. The Titans can win this thing. And if they do, they're going to beat it. They're going to beat the, the Cleveland Browns with Jim Nance, with Tony Romo, with a national audience. The Browns are going to have a ton of eyeballs on them all season long. And so here, Tennessee actually has an opportunity to do one of two things. They can either prove everybody right to dismiss them and continue to dismiss them, or they can make themselves a bit more of a topic of conversation. If you lose, People will have expected it, and you're not going to get buried for it. If you win, maybe you become a little bit of something to watch. Maybe it's not Jacksonville Thursday night part Dur where Derrick Henry got virtually no credit for what he did, and everybody just talked about how the Jaguars quit. But when you've got the absence of Andrew Luck and Indy, and you've got a division that's very hard to call, if you go and you beat a hype team, You beat one of the it franchises. I'm not talking about Pennywise. Then people begin to pay attention, potentially nationally. So how do you win this game? Well, you move the football. You control the clock. You try not to get beat deep. You make Baker Mayfield think for maybe an extra half second in the pocket. And you somehow overcome the loss of Ryan Suckup. And don't blow your opportunities in the kicking game. Short version, TL, semicolon, DL. That's wrong. TL, semicolon, DR. Too long, don't read. You play solid football. You also don't turn it over. I know that's a lot of things that are going to have to go right. Also, I forgot this. You've got to be smart with your challenges and your coaching choices and those things. And you can't commit a bunch of dumb penalties. You can't get buried underneath penalties and beat yourself. 
And then finally, you score more points than they do. I had Tennessee beating Cleveland before the Taylor Lewan suspension. I like some of the additions that have been made. I think that the Titans can win this game. I think they're going to go to Cleveland and lose this football game. Close, and I'm afraid it's going to be self-inflicted more than it is Cleveland just being better. We'll be right back. This is the Big Six on 104.5 The Zone. Let that one run a minute. Not generally going to stop the drive-by truckers. I'm Jason Martin. This is the Big Six. You can find me on Twitter at jmartzone. A lot of you already have. We're brought to you by Renters Warehouse, dedicated to putting homeowners on the path to financial freedom through rent estate. Renting your home without having to do any of that hard stuff. Renters Warehouse is the rent estate company. So... Coming up, by the way, on Sunday, Titans-Browns, 10 a.m. is when that one's going to kick off. Coming up next here on the Zone Football Friday night and Friday night finals, Chad Withrow taking you through. If you heard right before we came back, Tennessee tailgate show, 3.30. Joey Kent and I, Joey's actually going to be in Knoxville for that ball game, so we'll join him uh, via phone. And Joe Rexroad of The Athletic, who pretty much from the beginning of this show last summer I reached out to and wanted to get on regularly. I wanted him weekly. Well, you know how that whole shebang works. But now that he's with the athletic, that's changed. And he reached out to me and we have worked it out now and hopefully he is going to be on the show pretty regularly, but he's definitely going to be on Tailgate from Knoxville. He's also the host of Pod for Life with David Ubbin. And there'll be much to talk about as we'll get you all set for Vols BYU kick will be at six. Our coverage with the Tennessee tailgate show starts at three 30 followed by ball network coverage at four 30 tomorrow afternoon, right here on one Oh four, five, the zone. I'm just going to keep on p- plugging stuff right now. I said this on Wednesday. If you missed the program, I'm sure talking to Tom Duggan tonight. I'm talking to Murphy fair I'm previewing Titans Browns, even Antonio Brown. I mean, I don't want to talk about that topic because I hate that he's done this to his brand. I hate that he's not just a great football player. Now we're going to think about all of this and not all of that. But it's self-injurious on his part. There's not anything we can do about it at this point. And I hope this is the last bad thing we ever hear about him. I have my doubts. But the better point or the bigger point here is I just love talking football. And I'm just not going to get as much of an opportunity to do it on a daily basis just because it's the way it is and because Titans radio is awesome. And they're going to be on Mondays. They're going to be on Tuesdays. And Coach Mack's going to be on on Thursdays. But I actually want to be able to react to these games pretty quick. I don't want you to have to wait until Wednesday to hear what I have to say about what happened on Saturday and Sunday. So we've come up with a solution. That solution is called the Quick Six. That solution will be available to you each Monday morning. I will record it Sunday evenings, probably after the Sunday night football game. And I'm going to react to what happened in college. I'm going to react to what happened in the NFL. It's going to be in a podcast format. It's going to be about 20 minutes long. And I'm just going to give you my take on everything that happened in pigskin. It's going to give me an opportunity to go ahead and get that out there faster 
and it's going to be available to you immediately starting this Monday. We've got a logo. We've got the whole deal. I'll get you a subscription link over at jmartzone on Twitter as soon as we have one. But I'm super excited about it. My fiance Abby, came up with the idea because, of course, she did. She's 10 times smarter than me and even came up with the name, which I probably also would not have come up with. I don't know what I would have come up with, but not that good. I love her to death. But that's going to be available to you starting on Monday. Available to you in six minutes, the return of the Pop 6 podcast recorded with Brad Willis. Stranger Things Season 3, probably the main topic, but we also spent about 15 minutes talking about the upcoming Joker movie, which releases on October the 4th, and our thoughts on Spider-Man, the problem with the Marvel Cinematic Universe and Sony and just all of the the things that have gotten in the way of what could have happened. So Pop 6, our pop culture podcast, I've asked Brad Willis, the program director here at The Zone, a good friend as well, to join me. Our pop culture sensibilities are so similar that I just think it's going to be better for the show. He's been on a lot of them already, and so we kind of started that new format today. That's going to be available to you in about five minutes. So you're going to get plenty of me. You're also going to get the Big Six takeaways after every Vols game at the Big Six blog at 1045thezone.com slash Big Six blog. And the Big Six takeaways following every Titans game, same address. Go ahead and bookmark it. 1045thezone.com slash Big Six, the number six, blog. That's where you can find all of that stuff. I think that's all I have. Oh, yeah, the Jason Martin Show, Sunday morning. Two to four, you hear the first two hours live here on The Zone. You'll hear the third hour, six to seven. Then Squared Circle Radio from seven to eight with Brandon Hagney and David Reed, who I'm blessed enough not to just be able to call friends and brothers, but also... Uh, groomsman in my wedding, which is just over two months or two weeks away. I've lost track of time. I've lost track of everything, as a matter of fact. I want to talk about Jared Goff getting paid, but I don't have time to talk about Jared Goff getting paid at this point in time. I will tell you this. I have not seen the second part of it. I saw the first part two years ago at a screening. I know it's going to make a ton of money this weekend. I'm not necessarily saying it's a bad film. In fact, I think it's probably okay. But there's a major red flag for me when your first film had a screening premiere and your second one did not. That tells me you're not nearly as confident in this past the name recognition alone as you were about what you brought forth two years ago. And I'm seeing reviews that are sort of reflecting that, that it doesn't have the magic of the first film because you're dealing with an adult cast now compared to the younger cast that sort of helped make the first film in the same way that the younger cast made the first season of Stranger Things. We've seen the adults actually grow into those roles and become super important on that show. Don't know that that's going to be the case with it. Now, I might come back and eat my words. I will see it at some point. But because they chose not to screen it, that usually makes me wonder, hmm, how much confidence do they really have in all of this? I will tell you this. I have no confidence in the Oakland Raiders as an organization. Mike Mayock had no choice but to let Antonio Brown play because it's John Gruden's team. He's the one with the decade-long contract, and he wants to win games more than he wants anything else. Why would Antonio Brown stop doing Antonio Brown things when the punishment is non-existent? Monday night he's going to play. His money's going to be guaranteed, I think, as of Sunday. They're not going to be able to take it back from him. Watch him just pull a psych on Monday and disappear. I don't think that will happen. I think he'll play. He'll play well. He will bury Derek Carr before the trade deadline. 
if not before the end of September, because Derek Carr ain't Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown's about to find that out. You know what you're about to do? You're about to stick around. You're about to listen to Chad Withrow, get you all smartened up on what's going on in high school football. Stick around. I will talk to you tomorrow at 3.30 on the Tennessee Tailgate Show. Until then, clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. God bless and good night from now.